0: Good morning, everyone. Today in Web3, it's Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. A lot of stories are converging into one story today. The banks, the Fed, the government, regulations, tech industry. I can't wait to get into it. We're going to try to push it all into one story. But before we get into that, please subscribe, like and share this content. And if you know me, you know that I love having conversations with the audience, conversations with you. I'd love to hear your opinions. I'd like to go back and forth. So please leave a comment below about anything we talk about today so we can have that conversation in the future. Like I said, multiple stories are converging. Depositors, we found out yesterday from Joe Biden, the president of the United States, are going to be made whole. And not a single penny, in air quotes, are going to be borne by the taxpayer. Actually, that is a quote, but do we believe it? We're going to have to wait and see. A lot of people are not happy with this including GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ravaswami, uh, the Breaking Points host, Crystal and Sauger. Even Dave Ramsey says that this is a folly. Um, SVB Bank, signature bank, they went under, but they don't have anything to do with the mom and pop. Let's listen to David Ramsey right now talk about SVB's collapse. The, that the vast majority of the customers in that bank were hedge funds, venture capitalists, and tech startups. They were not mom and pop. Granny's CD was not over at this bank. And, and it's like these guys had, it was all rich people, super rich people in there. So it's- so is this a situation where the rich is going to get richer? That it's not about the mom and pop. It's not about the you and me. It's just about big corporations, big tech, big investors, VCs that are going to get their money back, that they're going to kind of get a rewarded for doing bad practices within the banks. And yeah, I know that President Biden says that the executives are going to get fired, that the investors in the bank are not going to get their money, but do they really suffer? Do we want them to suffer? I mean, here's the way it kind of works, is that, fine, bad practices happen at a bank. There are consequences for the executives. There's consequences for the board. And then what happens is they go out and get another job, like we spoke about yesterday, SVB Bank's executive was the Lehman Brothers CFO prior to the 2008 collapse. He worked there until 2007. Now, was that six months before the collapse? Four months before the collapse? December, and then it collapsed? Or was it a whole year? It doesn't matter. The, what matters is is that he was the CFO for a collapse, and now he's working at another bank that had risky practices, poor um, poor risk management, and the bank collapsed. However, there's a lot of people in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of VCs, a lot of rich people that are really trying to make sure that everybody knows that this could be a systemic risk. Is it? I'm not too sure. listen to David Sachs, who is obviously a VC investor. He is on the All In podcast, and he made the case on Megyn Kelly's show that, hey, we need to bail out these banks or it's going to be a catastrophe for the United States. Listen, um, I understand that tech startups are convenient punching bag right now for a political candidate, but we need to be specific about what these companies did wrong. They opened a checking account. They opened a bank account. They didn't manage their business in a risky way. They did what every other small business in the country would do, which is open a bank account. And you want to tell them, you want to act like it's a moral hazard. They did not make risky business decisions. They did not make risky investment decisions that need to be bailed out of. They opened a checking account. Give me a break. There is no moral hazard here. Listen, if you went to the doctor and he basically committed malpractice, It's not your fault because you didn't shop for a better doctor. If you go on a plane and it crashes, it's not your fault because you bought that ticket. Give me a break. Small businesses are not in the position to evaluate the balance sheet of these banks. Even Bill Ackman, a sophisticated investor, says he can't figure it out. So what we have here is we have conflicting points. We have uh, Breaking Points, Crystal and Sauger. We have Vivek Ramasrami. We have Dave Ramsey, all saying that this bank was not for the mom and pop. So it was only for... Uh, startups. It was only for uh, big tech. It was only for VC funds. And then we have David Sachs on one side saying that this was for the people. Do you should you open a bank account and have to take that same risk as the the the, the executives as the board members? And I do like his example. If you buy a ticket to fly on a flight and the, and the, the plane goes down, are you ex- have the same responsibility? Or the same um, should have the same consequences as the pilot, or maybe the mechanic, or the airline itself. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Well, there is some contagion through all of this, and that's what everybody's worried about. Silicon Valley Bank contagion shows that crypto companies are affected by this. BlockFi, Circle, Avalanche, Ripple, Yuga Labs, proof. Even DCG is looking for new partners following the SVB collapse, according to Coindesk. Yesterday, Wired put out an article talking about that the Silicon Valley Bank's cont- contagion is just beginning. Moving over to Signature Bank, we know that Coinbase had $240 million in Signature Bank, Paxos had $250 million in Signature Bank, and it closed down. The rumor mill has it that they were doing just fine. New York regulators decided to abruptly shut down crypto-friendly Signature Bank on Sunday, citing systemic risk, which surprised the management firm, according to Bloomberg. The ex-congressman and the man behind the Dodd-Frank Act, Barney Frank, said that the Signature Bank was shuttered in part of an attack on the digital asset industry. He's saying that there was nothing wrong with the bank. This is what people are saying that there was nothing wrong with Signature Bank, that they thought that this could be a systemic issue, and that after SVB, the tech could influence Signature Bank, and they closed it down as almost like a precaution. Again, like I said, the management at the firm was surprised, according to Bloomberg. And Barney Frank said that Signature Bank was being closed as an attack. On the crypto industry, he said this in quote, this is an anti-crypto message. But what's the bigger story? The bigger story is that this is complex and that even if you put your name on a bill, the Dodd-Frank Act, and you are the congressman who spearheaded that effort to regulate banks, to make the banking industry safer for everyone, for the country, for national security, it doesn't mean that that's the end of the story. Now it's time for the corruption and the conspiracy theories. Did you know that Barney Frank, who made the Dodd-Frank Act, pushed for financial regulations to ease on banks after joining Signature Bank's board? Let me say that again. He, the ex-congressman, the author of the Dodd-Frank Act, was on the board of Signature Bank and pushed, pushed to ease regulations that he enacted. Did you know that the president of the Silicon Valley Bank, held a fundraiser at his home for Democratic Senator Mark Warner before Mark Warner vo- voted to deregulate Silicon Valley Bank. Look, you scratch my back, I scratch yours is obviously the case. And if you have those connections, and if you have that power, and if you have that money, you're going to make influence. And it could be good, it could be bad. And obviously, most of these people can be bought. And that's not even talking about the fractional reserve banking practice. Now we know that banks, were, banks have to have 10% of your funds in their bank. That means they can lend out 90% of it. That used to be the case. March twenty-six of 2020, the Federal Reserve requirement was set at zero, meaning now banks don't even have to hold any of your money. They can loan it out. I just want you to think about that for one second. A bank that doesn't need to have money in it. (laughs) It gets crazier and crazier. Okay, now it's time for the tinfoil hat. Nick Carter is speculating that the U.S. banking crisis was a ploy to push CBDCs. He thinks that this is a way for the federal government to make the commercial banks feel less safe and a way to kind of start moving in a digital dollar. So one, the government can control it. Two, we can audit it. Three, they can uh, basically see what's going on with all the money and start cutting out the crypto industry. Again, please leave your comments below. So in the wake of all this, banks collapsing, corruption, scandal, uh, bailouts, the president coming on to reassure the nation. The CPI was just released a couple minutes ago and we're at 6%, which is the lowest since September of 2021. So now here's the question. Is it going to be back to 25 basis points raised in interest rates? Are they still going to be aggressive? Like we, we thought that they were going to be and do a 50 basis points or 22% of, 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 uh, wall street and traders in New York they think that the Fed's not going to do anything no more no more raises that the collapse of these banks that the slowing of the CP, CP, uh, CPI is going to allow the Fed to not raise rates anymore and at this also the same time we have crypto going absolutely crazy bitcoin is up 12% in 24 hours ethereum is up 7% the whole market's up around 7 8% what happened And when you don't think that it could get any weirder, C is for cookie, N is for NFT, and Sesame Street is going to release their first cookie monster NFT. So with all of this, we can see that everything is right in the world because Sesame Street is now getting into Web3. Hey, everyone, the bull is coming, and we need to be ready. There's a lot of developments in Web3, and we need to keep up with the news. So please, subscribe, share, and like every video that comes out of Today in Web3. And of course, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at Today in Web3. We'll see you every day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?